Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where corporate woman Cassie Duke and college basketball coach Clarice Garcia help you uncover what God's Word says about who you are and His promises for you. This podcast is a journey to equip and empower you to operate and thrive in your God-given identity. Great day and welcome to this edition of The Equipped. This is a podcast with corporate woman Cassie Duke and myself, Clarice Garcia. We are so excited to get this started. We are in week one, so today is going to look a little differently than the following weeks. We're going to introduce ourselves, give you an overview, share our testimonies, talk about some verses for you for this week, and then jump right into what we're going to plan for next week. So I am so pleased to be joined with my best friend, Cassie Duke. Cassie, how are you today? Hey, Clarice, doing wonderful. Sounds like you are as well. I am so excited. So we are going to just jump right in and wanted to just ask you and talk to you a little bit about how this whole thing and vision got started. Absolutely. And I echo your excitement about this podcast and the equipped and all that the Lord is going to do through it. Uh, Clarice, as you recall, kind of the overview of how this came to be, as you recall, this started all the way back in 2015. So you and I were at the same church in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, um, and the pastors there had asked us to lead a Sunday school class or a small small women's Bible study. And you and I were both willing, but also recognized that at that time, we were both traveling regularly, your job as a coach had you out of town often. My job at the bank had me out of town. So we were a little hesitant of, okay, Lord, how is this going to work? But we totally trusted him and said, all right, this is yours. You tell us um, how to lead this class and we'll do it. And I don't have to tell you how amazing it was. You know, we started the (laughs) class at the church. Um, It was small, humble beginnings. There were many Sundays that I was on FaceTime or you were on FaceTime (laughs) while we were on the road. Um, and those first few months were so precious to me for a couple reasons. And then I'd love to hear your thoughts about those or your memories. But the first thing was, is those first few classes were very small. It was me, mm-hmm. you, our friend Tina, Nikki, and maybe one other woman. And the Lord was so specific with the word he gave us. And mm-hmm. one of the most precious things was in our travel schedule, we would be separately preparing for the message, Mm -hmm. but then we'd come together and every single time what the Lord had spoken to me or spoken to you through his word, verses out of the Bible, even topics that we felt the women would need, it was always the same. It was always lined up. And that just reminds me how much unity there is in the body of Christ and how the same spirit in me is in you, Clarice, and in the women that are listening to this podcast, like that unity from the Lord. So we saw that every Sunday. And as you remember, don't you recall those times where (laughs) one woman would come and whatever word the Lord had given both of us was exactly what she was asking the Lord for that week. And so we were all so humbled of how much he cared about that detail, about that one woman that he would orchestrate this whole class for that one individual. Absolutely. And just the sweetness with, with, with which the spirit ministered to each person. And then when it started to grow, I just remember the times we would just sit in God's presence and hear from him together and cry out and the prayer times that we would have together and the words that he would release to his women was just amazing. And when you spoke 
briefly on it, I just was so reminded of in Zechariah 4.10 when God, t- God says, do not despise small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Mm-hmm. And that's really how I felt and how we felt about this group. And so what was interesting is obviously we talked about being business women, corporate women and professional women. And, you know, the good Lord moved me from North Carolina and I'm now down in the state of Alabama. And what we had, what God had put on our heart was still consistent for this time, which means God designed us and called us to be leaders and teachers. And I remember maybe a month or two ago, we were just talking about how we missed teaching and teaching together. Mm-hmm. And we prayed into that and we just kept asking God and he mutually put that on our hearts. And obviously with distance and not being able to connect, we just logistically were trying to determine, okay, God, how would this even work? And so I remember driving into work the one day and it's as if the Holy Spirit just popped it into my spirit and said, podcast. And when I tell you the excitement and joy to know (laughs) that I could co-lead and teach with my dear friend Cassie again, it just brought, I call it a a belly bubble full of joy and (laughs) just started laughing, couldn't stop the car fast enough to text her and call her and and get excited for what God was going to do next in this season and just how amazing technology is now that we can even do this. So, you know, I think for our listeners and those who now know our passion for Jesus and teaching, you know, one thing that I think would be helpful and Cassie, you can go ahead and start, you know, how did you find Jesus and how is it that you're so passionate to wake up early and record a podcast so that others can hear what God put on your heart? Yeah. Wow. Um, even asking that question and the thought of, explaining how the passion of the Lord got within me and now hopefully is coming out to you all listening. Um, It's a fantastic thought. It's overwhelming in a great way. So for me, a little bit of my background, as Clarice said, my name is Cassie Duke and um, she is now in the great state of Alabama, which is where I began life. (laughs) And so um, brief overview, I was raised in a fantastic home at a beautiful family raised in the Presbyterian church. So I had heard about the things of the Lord early, you know, say the scriptures, read hymns, things of that nature. But if I'm just being fully transparent, my life was never changed due to those. Um, It was something I did on Sunday mornings, maybe on a Sunday night, but true life transformation for me didn't happen until about 23 years old. So I had gone to college, lived a very worldly lifestyle again, not really honoring the Lord with my life, but I will tell you all this, and this is interesting. And maybe some of you have experienced this, even in my most sinful days, I still felt something. I felt the Lord drawing me. I felt, um, a lack of peace in those moments. And Hmm. when I was living that way, but anytime somebody spoke about the Lord or the few times I may have gone to church or in college, there was this peace and I just knew there was something, but I had never really acknowledged it. And so at 23, I had moved to Florida by this point in time. And um, a friend of mine named Andrea had invited me to go to a class with her. And she left out the fact that it was a uh, church class. (laughs) I had just (laughs) moved to town and she um, knew I wanted to make some friends. And so I went with her. And Clarice, I tell you what, when I showed up and it was a room full of four-year-olds, 
um, and she wanted me to co-lead with her, I will say I was taken aback just a touch. <laughs> she <laughs> backdoored you. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Um, but I tell you what, it, the Lord knew what I needed. It was almost the simplicity of the word and the teachings for children <laughs> actually spoke to me. <laughs> and I remember the one service in Lakeland, Florida, that I heard the gospel message and responded to it. Mm-hmm. And I will say my life was transformed. For me, it was a powerful moment that night, but then I would say it was a solid six months to a year of the Lord just peeling back that onion and changing my lifestyle and my behaviors and just getting mm-hmm. to know him. And Clarice, I cannot tell you how powerful it is. The word talks about in Acts 1, I believe it's 1-8, that you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And in Amen. that verse, it's talking about to go into the world and be witnesses. But I experienced that power. You know, mm-hmm. prior to that, I was pretty much a people pleaser. I I wanted to do whatever needed to be done to make others around me happy to accept me. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was an acceptance off of my actions or my behavior, not a true acceptance Mm -hmm. of who I was. And it was once Holy Spirit came into me, that boldness started to come out and that Mm -hmm. power that it wasn't, I'm not a man pleaser. I'm now a God pleaser. And just to experience that shift from weak and kind of man oriented to be bold and strong through Christ. I was equipped through, through Christ in this and um, personally experienced what it was like to remove obstacles, whether real or perceived obstacles Mm. um, to truly walk out the calling for my life. So I could carry on, but that's kind of the overview (laughs) of how I got to know the Lord. Um, And I know your story is remarkable as well. So if you would share that with our (laughs) listeners. Well, and it's just, it's so neat because one of my favorite verses is Revelation twelve eleven, and it talks about by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, we overcome and the power in your testimony and the power in what God has done in our lives, we know helps others overcome. And so uh, there may be people out there that can relate with my story and my journey just really began at a very young age. I was raised in a Christian home and, you know, we were in a spirit filled church. And I remember at the age of five, my, my family went to a Reinhardt Bonke concert and my little girl heart just knew at that point, I just wanted what they had and what I had heard was just such sweet sweetness to my spirit. And so I went down and I accepted Jesus in my heart. And I just remember being so excited to go back and tell my Sunday school um, that next Sunday, just about having accepted Jesus and being so excited and kind of how you had mentioned about now being his witness. And, you know, you understand it to a certain capacity. So we stayed in the church, went to Sunday school every day or every Sunday and conversations with my parents about who to Jesus was and just different things. But I think in spite of all of that, you know, I don't know that it truly became personal. I think I was just excited about the do, 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 you know, I'm a very competitive person Mm -hmm. and I have this tendency to strive. And so I think a lot of my early Christianity was just about, look at me, God, you say to read your word and I'm doing it. And you say to talk to you and I'm doing it. And you say to go tell people and I'm doing it. Yeah. You love me more now, you know? And so I just Mm -hmm. had this misperceived ideal that I could earn God's love. And, you know, I think it mirrored in a lot of my relationships. And so 
because I had never truly believed that in and of myself, God loved me. I think when I got to college, I still was with that deep longing in my heart just for love. And, you know, so I think I, I went on a path of broken relationships and just a lot of different heartbreak just because I thought the world could fulfill what only God could. And so God really got my attention after I had graduated college and I had gotten into um, what could have been a deadly head on collision and by the grace of life. And, you know, when I had sustained injuries that wouldn't allow me to walk for about, you know, three months, I just kind of did a lot of sitting and thinking and praying and said, okay, God, well, here I am. Send me to whatever you want, but here I am. I'm not quite able to move. And I I think in that point, um, he just really drew me to his heart and started to show me exactly who he is. And I wouldn't say that it was an immediate thing because I know, you know, there are parts of how this walk with Jesus looks. We have the initial salvation, but I don't know that anyone truly talked to me about the sanctification process, (laughs) which is, you know, there are things that are in us that we just need to weed out. And there are lies that we've partnered with, judgments that we've made. And when I started to have the Holy Spirit reveal those things to me, I was able to release them. And it involved things like forgiveness and just general relationship healing and just more so than anything. And I think, you know, our hearts are in unison with the equipping, you know, just understanding, like you said, with the four-year-olds, the foundational (laughs) core truths of who God is. And I think sometimes growing up in the church, we just have breezed through them and you're like, okay, God, I know you're this. I know you're that cool check mark. I got it. But until it goes from head knowledge to heart knowledge, we can't operate in how we are fully, fully equipped. And so I'm excited about, you know, about this. And so we keep throwing the term, the equipped out. So Cassie, can you explain the verses and how we came up with the equipped? Yes. And I think that is a key part of this podcast is understanding, you know, why why are we even doing this and talking mm-hmm. about that equipping that comes from the Lord? And as Clarice mentioned in her testimony, uh, which by the way, Clarice, so many things women can relate to and what you walk through, what really jumped out to me was when you're talking about those broken relationships um, mm-hmm. in your desire and seeking that love, that love that truly only God can fill. But Amen. so often as women, we feel that desire and we don't really know what could fulfill it. So I can only imagine how many listeners totally related to that. And, mm-hmm. um, our prayer is just like with you and how the Lord came to that place and spoke to that place and redeemed that place would be the same for every woman listening right now. That if you have that part of your heart that is just yearning or desiring for more and it doesn't feel satisfied, mm-hmm. just know that Holy Spirit, Jesus um, can fill that spot and you are in the right place today that the Lord placed you to listen Amen. to this podcast today. Cause he's speaking that to you, what he did for mm-hmm. Clarice. He has no respect or persons he will do for you. So be encouraged ladies with that. But as far as the equipped and why, where the Lord really started Clarice and I in that first month in 2015, when our pastors had even given us the opportunity to do this, um, there's two verses we want to share today. And you all will quickly learn while you listen to this podcast, my partner here, Clarice, (laughs) and her incredible passion for the word of God and digging deeper than just reading the scripture, but just what did it mean? What did it mean in the Greek or the Hebrew? What is the true definition of that word? Because so much power 
comes from the word of God, just this living word, but also really understanding it in context. So I wanted to share with you all the two verses that really define the equipped. And of course, Clarice, I'd love for you to use that gifting and share a little bit about what these words mean. And so if you're listening, write these down, because this will be something we want you all to um, revisit and meditate on. So the first verse we'll talk about today is in the book of Hebrews. It is Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21. So what those say is, may the God of peace, who Mm -hmm. through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. May he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ. And that's such a key part of the equip, Mm y'all, through Christ. Clarice and I cannot say it enough. This is not by your own will or your own striving, but through Jesus (laughs) Christ. (laughs) Right. Clarice, you shared that in your testimony. You've been there, done that. doesn't work. (laughs) So the word in Hebrew reminds us that this God of peace, the God of the universe who through his blood brought Jesus back to life and made that incredible sacrifice that we can now come before you as saved individuals with hope of where we will spend our eternity and how it will impact this life. And so that God equips you with everything good for doing his will and may he work in us what's pleasing to him. So you have what you need already. So Clarice, I know some of those words stand out to you. Please share with us some of those details. Well, and I think, you know, when you just look at our concept of equipping, you know, and I think about that with my players and it is my job to equip them to be able to compete at the highest level in college basketball against the best of the best in our country. And, you know, if if I don't help them, I'm doing a disservice to them. And so I think of how kind our father is Mm. to do the same thing for us, because when you look at that word equip, in the Greek, which Cassie knows, there is never a word that <laughs> I don't love to find what it means in the Greek or the Hebrew and to define. And so when you look at that word, and I've been practicing it, and forgive me if anyone speaks Greek and I butcher it, but my understanding is to pronounce this word is katharthizo, which means to complete, to mend what has been broken, to repair, to put into order, And to make one what he ought to be, or in our case, to make her what she should be. And so when you look at how kind of a father we have that wants to put us back together to make sure that we are able to be full, complete in him, not be broken. So then we can be launched into all that he has called us to do, working in us that which he already designed for us is just awesome. It's awesome. And I think, I think, you know, it just is so telling of his deep love for us. And I can't go back to reiterate enough, the love that as you sit there right now, and as we sit here right now, the love that God has for you Mm -hmm. is unchanging, undeniable, unrelenting, constant, fixed, It does not matter what is going on in and around your world right at this moment. As you sit, you are loved deeply by our dear father in heaven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Clarice, this is just another great example of why you're gifting. And this is so valuable of looking at what that word means. Because even in this moment today, I've read this verse many times. And when I read equip, I get 
excited but then when i hear what equip means meaning complete repair what is broken make what it should be you know it takes any burden of me having to do it off and it's just what you just said that our loving father is there constant and he is equipped and he will repair even if you feel broken if you feel like your past is too much take it from clarice and i nothing is too big for our father that he can't redeem it sanctify it and use it for his glory so praise god amen and so then how then does he equip us what does he do for us yeah and so that takes me to the second verse for today and that is in the book of second timothy and this was written by paul and we're going to go to chapter one verse seven and so this one reads for god did not give us a spirit of timidity or fear But he gave Mm. us a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. And I challenge you guys, if you have been in the church for a while, you've heard that before. And you're like, yep, I know that verse. Cassie and Clarice Mm -hmm. got this one. But as Clarice just said, these foundational truths, it's a lot of what we talk about in the equipped. Because they deserve our time to pause and say, wait a minute. The Lord gave Mm. me what? And, you know, we read this. Not timidity or fear. I lived that. lived that before my -hmm. salvation. That fear of man or timidity, or I don't want to do that. I'm scared of what's going to be there, but no, 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 no. That's not what God has called us to. He has put a spirit in us of power of love. Mm-hmm. And I know Clarice, you're going to share with us what that is or what that word means and self-discipline or sound mind. This is what the Lord has equipped us with. Amen. And I just think of how often the enemy there's no truth in his lies. Yes. We serve a God who is a God of truth. And so when there is anything that is coming into your mind space or heart space against truth, it is a lie from the enemy. And how often we are plagued with what this word timidity is and it's fearlessness and cowardice. And you come across a situation and you just walk with, you know, I even think of the visual of just walking with your shoulders forward, Mm -hmm. head down, not wanting to make eye contact. And that is not who God called us to be. He has called us to walk in this moral power and excellence of soul in this power for performing miracles, which ties in directly to the authority. And we serve a God who out of love sent his son, Jesus Mm -hmm. to be here, to be sacrificed, to be Die, to die, to be raised again, and with that same dunamis power has ascended and now has full authority, which he has given us. Yes. And so with that authority, he has given us the power to perform miracles, the power to walk in his will, to the power to walk in his way. And so how cool it is that he has also tied that power to discipline, you know, with an all-encompassing love. But mm-hmm. I think of that power with discipline. What a neat and winning combination because we have to be disciplined. We have to be self-controlled. We can't just go live any way. You know, the Bible talks about how we cannot use this grace as a, as a green card or a green light to just go and do what we want because we can't. We now live with the knowledge of walking in God's love and how he's called us to walk. And so that power discipline, what a winning combo. And so it just really, it really ignites us and it really leads us in the way that he wants us to live. Absolutely. The 
like you said, the way he wants us to live and he's given us the tools to do it. <laughs> so Amen. he's not asked us to do anything that he himself isn't equipping us to do. Amen. So, so now that we have a full understanding of our hearts, where we've seen God work in the past, how we are believing that he's going to work in the future, you know, why the equipped, you know, all of that, how can our audience anticipate the next you know, next week's and upcoming weekly podcast, how can they anticipate our vision and how this will look? Absolutely. So going forward, we plan to do a weekly podcast that we will post mm-hmm. here uh, with Clarice and I sharing the different topics that the Lord has placed on our heart. Uh, things like your identity and who you are in Christ, the importance of um, accepting acceptance and knowing you belong. We'll even, even tackle some hard topics like what mm-hmm. do you do when you feel inadequate or rejected or Absolutely. the enemy is lying to you and you don't know how to overcome that. So those will be the type of things that we share in the upcoming podcasts and we'll have specific action steps. So we'll ask you to take after we speak and you hear this podcast, there'll be certain things uh, you'll do throughout the week as an encouragement. And so Clarice for this first week, what do you suggest our listeners do? Awesome. Well, the Bible talks about without a vision, the people perish and they say, write the plan and run with it. And so in my coach mindset, I would love to help coach you Mm -hmm. to continue to remain equipped throughout this week. And so I think great action steps for you will be to, if you don't already get a journal, just get a journal. And when you meditate on these two verses, and again, it's Hebrews 13, 20 and 21, and then also 2 Timothy 1, 7, really meditate. And the word meditate means to like chew on it as a cow does. And it just means to let it sear into the depths of your spirit. So you meditate on these two verses and see what other things God is highlighting them to you. So when you get the journal, maybe write the words in your journal, write these scriptures, write what God is showing to you. And then the true action step is we have to put God's word in our heart Mm -hmm. because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when we understand these verses and we commit them to memory, they just naturally pour out of us. And so the next one is to memorize them. So get a journal, meditate on these two verses, write some notes on them and then memorize them. Fantastic. Clarice and all three of those are very timely, uh, very relevant. Um, I love the fact you suggested a journal and actually writing this Mm -hmm. out, not only writing the verses and Uh, meditating on them, which I've heard somebody uh, define meditate as marinate. If you think of how you Mm -hmm. marinate a meal or some meat, you sit in it for a while. And so Mm -hmm. like Clarice encouraged us not just read these words, but to meditate on them and then memorize, you know, so often today we like to type or text or whatever, but there's power in our experience in writing it out and really spending that time and memorizing it. So thank you Clarice for that. Um, As far as next week, when our next podcast comes out, Uh, Clarice and I plan, Lord willing, (laughs) to speak on identity and who we are in Christ and what the word of God says, you know, not Clarice's opinion, not Cassie's opinion, but truly what God says about you, who you are as a daughter of his. So that'll be what we do next week. We are pumped and we're excited to do that. Awesome. And Cassie, before I ask you to close us in prayer, I would love to encourage our audience to follow us on social media. We are on both Instagram and Twitter, and it is at 
the underscore equipped. And you can follow us, like I said, on Instagram and Twitter. And there you will also be able to find the link for our website. Fantastic and great point. Uh, Clarice, thank you for sharing those and getting those set up for us. You're so welcome. All righty, <laughs> folks. Well, thank you for taking the time to listen in today. Clarice and I are going to close this out in prayer, and we look forward to uh, talking to you next week. Lord, thank you so much for today, Father, for every heartbeat and breath that you have blessed us with. Lord, thank you for the equipped. Thank you for your word. The fact, Father, that we can find comfort in your word, truth in your word, and knowledge of who we are and what you have equipped us with to walk out this life. Father, our desire is to honor you, be obedient to you. And Lord, I thank you for this opportunity, for equipping us, and for each and every person listening, Father, that you have a deep love for them, Father, and that you have a specific call on their life, that nothing's too far gone, nothing's too late, Father, that mm. you use the foolish things of the world, Father, for mm. your purposes. So thank you for that, Lord. And we just love you so much. Oh. God, we just bless every person under the sound of our voice. Lord, we thank you that each one is called according to you, Lord. You are the one that gives them breath in their lungs. You are the one that has called them to this earth. Lord, you are the one that has filled them with purpose that before the foundations of the earth, you knew who they were. And so, Lord, as we walk out what it means to be your child of God and your beloved, Lord, we thank you that this week you are going to divinely interact with your, with your daughters and you are going to encounter them in new ways. And as they pour into your word, you're going to highlight new things and bring deeper revelation to their spirit of who you are and whose they are in you and through you. So God, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you for this time. We bring all glory and honor to you in Jesus mighty name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening, everyone. Can't wait, wait for week two. Walk in power, love and a sound mind. Cassie, thank you so much. We'll talk to y'all next week.